6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. So you've probably seen the news stories over the past couple of days, uh, two attacks on young people by other young people, and they were videotaped. It, it has a lot of people oof, just watching and wondering what is happening. One of them happened Easter Sunday. A 13-year-old was attacked at a Fort Saskatchewan skate park. The boy's mom told Global News that her son was asked to come to the skate park. A friend was videotaping, and another child came up to him and punched him a couple times in the back of the head. The boy was taken to hospital, put in a neck brace. No charges were laid. RCMP and the family said steps are in the works to ensure, you know, an incident like this doesn't happen again. And then there's another shocking video that's making the rounds on social media showing a black student being attacked on April 16th by a few Roslyn school students and others who were not from that school. Racial slurs were also being used. Police and the school divisions are now investigating. So what can be done what should be done. Dare to Care was founded in 1999 because of a need to address the issue of bullying that continues to affect children, youth, and adults to this day. Kim Edwards is a teacher and has been delivering the Dare to Care program in schools throughout the province and across Canada since 2006. Kim, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Jaylen. It's nice to, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, it's very good. To, uh, it's nice to be talking to you as well. Um, you've you've likely heard the stories, probably seen the mm-hmm. video, and you know, I I wonder, and I I mused uh, about it earlier. You know, is that bullying or is that playing out an attack? Is there a difference? I mean, I think some people get you know maybe a little confused when they're trying to figure out what exactly bullying is in your in your experience in your visits to schools and talking to parents and students how do you define it well (laughs) i'm not a police officer nor a lawyer and so but there are some legal aspects to that because once like as adults, when we're 18 years of age or older, the Criminal Code of Canada applies to all of us, and we have to abide by those rules. But for our youth, 12 years of age and older, so that 12 to 18 range, we have what's called the Youth Criminal Justice Act, and those are the laws that apply to our young people in that age category. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, both of these particular situations with these two young young men or young boys um, would fall into that age category um, yeah. that would, would fall under that Youth Criminal Justice Act. So where we def- how we define bullying, we, we talk about it as having three kind of components. One being intentional negative repetitive behavior. Um, the second being an imbalance of power where one person or one group has more power than the other. Um, and then the third is an unequal, what we say, unequal levels of the emotion or affect. And so I can't speak to all of those elements yeah. of these these two particular cases, uh, but it's intentional and it's negative, that's for sure. Um, just on the surface, it seems like assault, but again, I'm not, that's not my purview yeah. necessarily. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and and because I th- yeah, I think some people think that bullying is just you know getting you know the the picked on or you know mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. you know throwing books out of you know when I went to school throwing books out of someone's law whatever it is I mean right. this yeah. one too these ones seem to me a little bit a little bit more but again we know that it there's a wide range to it um, 
you know, Kim, this has been going on for years. I mean, mm -hmm. bullying has has happened for uh, as long as uh, you know we've been you know on the planet. I'm pretty sure. Um, can are, are you seeing change? I mean, this is something that you have dedicated your work to. Are you seeing change? Yes, and I think most parents and probably most educators and anybody who works with youth would, would probably agree. I think what we're seeing in, you know, I, I kind of grew up with a generation that, yeah, exactly, it was, it was you know, maybe a, fight, a fist fight in the school grounds, but it was kind of yeah. planned and it was, you know, that kind of thing, or I'll meet you at the bike racks after school, it was that sort of idea, um, or you're knocking the books out, that kind of thing, and, and it has changed, and I think... Um, words and actions have become meaner and more hurtful uh, and that the kind of the ages that we're seeing that kind of stuff is happening younger and younger and so I think those are things that have maybe shifted culturally or societally in our communities in the last for sure 10 to 15 years. Why do you think that that age is is lower? Well, that's, that could be debated <laughs> for, for a, a great long time. But, I mean, there's no denying that, um, you know, the advent of social media and computers and kids and young people's access to that kind of stuff has played a part. I'm not saying it's the root cause, and I'm certainly not yeah. saying it's to blame, but it's certainly a contributing factor. How, how do, you know, I, I often hear that kids who bully, maybe they're, you know, it's not just something that they come up with one day. It's maybe something that they learn from, from mm. outside. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a family situation, something like that as well. From what, from your knowledge of, of it, how, how does it start? Well, from a psychological standpoint, an educational standpoint, it is a learned behavior, right? No, no person, no tiny little baby is born um, with that ability innately in them. That's not the way it is, thank goodness. Um, it is a learned behavior, uh, not expressly, right? It's not that a parent or a caregiver um, is expressly teaching a child, hey, here's how you yeah. do it. It's modeled, right? They're seeing it happen. They're seeing people in their lives speak or behave in a certain way that treats other people hurtfully, disrespectfully, and it becomes normalized. And so to them, that's a normal or an acceptable way to interact with another person. And so then they kind of continue on doing it. Um, and so the beauty of it being a learned behavior is, you know, man learned. <laughs> exactly. We can kind of redirect that learning and re-guide, you know, change that, change that pathway for them. So, so when you're when you're teaching your courses in schools um, across across the country, I mean, mm -hmm. what does unlearning it look like? <laughs> so really, our goal as as an organization is Dare to Care. Our goal is actually to mobilize what we call the silent majority, and that means everybody else around. Um, to, to when they like what you, we would refer commonly to as a bystander, right? When you yep. see something that's not okay or somebody who's treating somebody else disrespectfully, studies in Canada show that if a if an adult speaks up, acknowledges the situation, not address like not solves the problem or not goes in and intervenes, but simply acknowledges by saying, "Hey, is everything okay?" or "You need to stop." Just very calmly and not in an, not escalating the situation, that incident will stop in between four and 10 seconds. Wow. And wow. so 
yeah, it's that's pretty powerful. When you're, you also teach um, classes or courses to, to parents. Mm. I, I'd love to be, I'd love to be yeah. a fly on the wall for some of them. Um, you know, the parents that are involved in in those courses is it because they are worried about their kids being bullies, or they're trying to educate and and help kids through the situation? Maybe their kids are being bullied, and they're trying to give them coping mechanisms. But when you talk to to parents of bullies, what do they say? Well, you know, when we when we have a parent session. It's open to the entire community that we're working with. And oftentimes, in fact, um, administrators will open it up to other people in their in their community, not just in their school community, but in their community um, geographically or uh, community-wise. And so it's, it's the bottom line is this. The more people that we can have identifying or or defining bullying as what it actually is versus conflict um the more people we can have speaking that common language the better off we are as far as understanding it clearly dealing with it in a similar way because if you define this situation as a bullying situation but i define it in a different way then there are bound to be times when we have misunderstandings or disagreements around that right mis miscommunication around that and so that the kind of the, the common language is really the template is really the goal that we're we're trying to kind of help establish in in a community that we're working in and, and Kim, I think that's really important. You you did outline kind of, you know, the, the, your description of bullying earlier and you bring up, you know, we need to acknowledge that there is a difference between conflict and bullying because sometimes and in, in different times, everything can get lumped into something. So, you know, when you look, so what is the difference between conflict and, and, and bullying then? Is it just because bullying is, is more one-sided? Mm-hmm. It's the one-sided piece. It's there. The, the most measurable aspect of it is the repetitive nature. And so it's not just a one-off. Like if you and I are classmates or work colleagues for that matter, and we go into a meeting and have a disagreement or have a different point of view on how we should deal with a certain issue, a certain topic, that's not a bullying situation. That's conflict. And I'm saying, this is my opinion. You're saying, this is my opinion. And we, we have to find a way to work together. However, if that same situation at work between you and I leads to, you know, me, kind of finding you in the in the copy room on your own or in the ladies room on your own or whatever and threatening you or undermining you or you know that sort of thing and it's repetitive and it's intentional then that's when it kind of crosses that threshold into what we would define as a bullying situation do you do you think the pandemic is affecting things at all i do i have a hard time thinking it's not Um, I haven't been in schools since last fall, but I'm still working with school communities uh, virtually. And what I'm hearing from many, many teachers and many, many administrators and parents, uh, in fact, and the students themselves, is the stress that they are carrying is kind of playing itself out in behaviors that they wouldn't necessarily expect to see right students are acting out students that they wouldn't expect to be acting out so they're just carrying so much more stress and that kids who previously were just kind of you know students who were kind of cruising through their days at school they're seeing and hearing mean words mean actions mean behaviors that kind of thing and i think it's it might just be that 
that heavy load of stress that everybody's been carrying this last, you know, 12 to 15 months since this has all kind of started. Before I, before I let you go, Kim, uh, you talked earlier about really wanting to um, give power to the silent majority when they see something to, to stand up, to do something, to calmly uh, diffuse, you know, a situation. And, and that comes in all sorts of levels, you know, other teenagers, other youngsters, for teachers, mm-hmm. for adults, all the way across. We know that that can be very scary. It can be intimidating to do. There's a lot of people who want to say, I'm not going to get involved with this at all but someone you know someone just texted and said i can't believe these these have all been videotaped and nothing was done about it right like it's you know it's a whole weirdness your your final words to to my listeners when they're trying to you know when they're in a situation like this because again this isn't just a kid thing it's an adult Mm -hmm. thing as well and it can be many different things it doesn't just have to be bullying but using your voice to say this isn't right how what words would you leave to empower them to do that? Well, gosh, I'll tell you with our, with our young people, because it is daunting. It is, there is risk in addressing the situation, right? So with our young people, what we encourage them to do is to actually say to the person who's on the receiving end, the target, so to speak, Hey, is everything okay? Can I help you? Are you okay? And to give them that support to kind of validate that. Um, whereas in an adult situation, and I can tell you honestly, to the deathly embarrassment of my teenagers, <laughs> I <laughs> am, <laughs> am now somebody who will address a situation in a store, in a restaurant, well, not in a restaurant anymore, but you know what I mean, in a public yep. space. Um, and I'm, I'm not going up to the person and tearing a strip off of them. That's far no. from it. It's t- simply just calmly saying, hey, you need to stop. Like, yeah as calmly as that and sometimes that's just enough to give them pause to cause them to kind of go oh right and they might get angry and they might and they might turn on me but that being said you also have to be mindful of your own risk like i'm not going to do that in a parking lot in december uh, at night right when it's pitch black out um that just you know, in my in my gut, that tells me that's not a safe situation. But if I'm around other people or in a in a large space, then I'm a little more comfortable doing that, right? So there is that aspect. It's not about becoming a social vigilante by any stretch, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about I putting yourself sometimes... in harm's way. I think sometimes even just speaking up for that moment, as you said, gives, you know, everyone, you know, time for pause and maybe you can reach out and and get someone out of a situation. You talk about diffusing it. It's, you know, really great points. But again, you have to be safe and feel safe doing it. Kim Edwards joining me this afternoon. You can find out more at daretocare.ca. Not in school right now or in (laughs) office buildings, but uh, online still. And again, this, this isn't just kids. This is for adults as well. Kim, You've given us a lot of really great things to think about. Thank you for uh, adding your voice to this really important conversation. I really appreciate your time this afternoon. Well, thank you. I appreciate yours as well, and thanks for uh, reaching out.